0: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is Eatsley Sleep Podcast Repeat FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. I am Sean Hood, and that is not Dave Taylor, uh, <laughs> that is Audrey. Hi, Audrey. Hi, how are you doing
1: today?
0: Peachy. Uh, Audrey's helping out. Uh, Dave had to step away because right as we were about to start, he had to go take care of some station related stuff. Hey, it's Audrey. And uh, <laughs> we uh, we're going to do it. Dave will join us here in a little bit, but we're going to go ahead and get things started right away. And the first way we do that is by knocking out the business. Of course, I tell you all the time, the easiest way to stay in touch with FM99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast is by going to FM99.com and 1069thefox.com right under the media tab ESBR. And it'll take you right to our most recent episode each and every time. Don't mind the fact that I'm constantly out of focus. Um, I'm like Bigfoot in that way. I just am not in focus. Uh, And on top of which, uh, you can do that after you go there. If that's not good enough for you, you can get us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling on all your major podcasting apps. You can find us, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review when you do. We appreciate it. It helps us get in front of more eyes when you do that. On the social media, if you want to stay in touch with us that way, which lets you interact with us like right now while we are uh, live on your computer screens, you go to Facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99 or you can email us ESPR at FM99.com when all else fails. And uh wow. So uh first of all, hey it's Audrey. Audrey you don't happen to be a fa- re- wrestling fan, do you?
1: Wish I knew more if I'm honest, but
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all right. That's all right.
1: The most of my uh wrestling knowledge comes from like the 90s, which I wasn't there for it, but I I was I do gonna
0: say, wait a minute, but... <laughs> Audrey, when I did you the other day, I got a real younger vibe going on from you. Like maybe you're like And then I'm just saying this to guess, maybe you're like 20.
1: I am. Did <laughs> so I nailed it on the head? All I right, wasn't boom. There, but I've heard um my brother was a big wrestling fan, so I know all about like uh the most theatrical era, I would say. <laughs>
0: okay, fair enough. That's a fair point. Well, you know what? It's funny you bring up the 90s because some older school stuff will pop up in the show today. So uh, we'll get to that eventually. But we're gonna start off with something that I actually had the pleasure of watching. Dave didn't get to watch it, so this is why we're gonna start here. It was an NWA pay-per-view called When Our Shadows Fall. Um, I got to watch it, check it out. I've kind of been wanting to get more into NWA stuff. It's more uh, old school studio wrestling. Um, when you think of like the NWA and, and, uh, all, all, think of your old school promotions from the 80s and the 70s and stuff that you're used to seeing on TV. This is what it was. And so it's a very different vibe. It's a much smaller crowd, it's a much smaller venue, uh, a lot more intimate. Um, In a way, that's a positive, I feel like, because it separates it from everything else. But in another way, it's a little bit of a negative just because we've all been spoiled on these big, elaborate productions now. Um, So in some ways, it seems almost hmm, dinky by comparison, which is that's the technical term (laughs) dinky. Um, It's really there's some good stuff on there, though. Uh, They started the show out with a uh, four way tag match uh, between the end. Which is Pero and Odinson uh, versus Mecha Wolf and BCS uh, B- uh, B- 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 Six 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 from uh, AAA in Mexico. Uh, Marché Rocket and Slice Boogie and Sam Rudo and Sal Renaro. It was a four way tag team match. It was a lot of action. They did luchador style rules, which I was unfamiliar with uh, in there. You don't have to tag if you go over the top rope and touch the floor, uh, if you're, you, and your feet touch the floor. Your team is or your tag team partner is automatically the legal man in the ring. So it was a lot of action to follow. Um, Thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey says, nice shades, Sean. Yeah, these are actually um, the amber shades you get when you start getting headaches from looking at screens too much during the day. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Audrey, there's a heads up for you as you begin your journey here doing things in front of a lot of computers.
1: been thinking about getting some of those blue light glasses. That's what these
0: are. That's what these (laughs) are. They filter out all the blue light. And I'll tell you what, if you wear them for just a little while and you take them back off and you look at anything blue, all of a sudden it's popping so much uh yeah. and jeffrey says or if you're old and you drive at night yeah oh, well yeah. <laughs> I, I apparently i didn't know this This is a random thought by the way but i had no idea when you look at say say audrey with your young eyes um when you look at uh, a light in the nighttime like a street lamp or headlights or something like that do you just see like a light like around like a light or do you see like streaks coming off of it
1: see i have astigmatism in one of my eyes so i see the streaks coming see- off." I see the streaks too,
0: and I didn't find out until last year that meant that you have astigmatism.
1: See, I didn't I, know either.
0: I thought um, that's I just how people saw lights.
1: Me too. Me too. But <laughs> even with the glasses on, it's supposed to fix it. It doesn't. We're we're just never gonna see the way that that uh we were intended to, I suppose.
0: That's you know what? Whatever. I I I you yeah, know, I've made it this far and it's okay. Uh, hey Philip, what's going on uh how you doing today yeah the uh, blue shade there the blue light lenses help out a lot they really do reduce the strain on your eyes and i look at a lot of screens all day at work i'm looking at three and four screens at a time uh running the morning show on fm99 by the way and um at home even now as i'm doing this i've got one screen over here i've got one screen over here um, so i'm constantly dealing with screens and being out of focus yet again i kind of thought i'd like this camera that autofocuses and i'm starting to think maybe i don't always losing me and somebody told me that's because I'm so pale and I was like great awesome because I can't fix that
1: we'll say it's because you talk with your hands we'll say that's what it is we'll say that's what (laughs) it is
0: Um, there was other stuff on the NWA show as well Um, you saw the NWA TV champion Pope versus Tyrus yes those are names that a lot of you will recognize Pope was the Pope D'Angelo De Niro from uh, TNA Wrestling who is a guy that I wish they had done more with Um, it was nice to see him again he still looks great Uh, Tyrus still kind of looks like he always has back when he's Brodus Clay and everything, except a little older, a little more gray in the beard. And I gotta be honest, like a lot of people were angry about him not getting used to his full potential, but I saw him in this match and I'm like, Hmm, I'm not sure that there was much beyond what we saw with him. So maybe there's a reason he didn't do much more um but it was still interesting to see them uh thunder rosa and Molina versus kylie ray and taryn terrell uh, kylie ray just signed a contract allegedly with nwa and she and taryn terrell picked up the wind over thunder rosa and Molina. so that was great as well uh really enjoyed seeing Ky- I, anybody needs needed to sign kylie ray because she absolutely uh is too talented to be sitting on the the market without somebody snatching her up um you had another tag team match i think it was a A three-way for the NWA tag titles. It was Aaron Stevens and Kratos versus Thor Latimer, Chris Adonis, uh, and then Crimson and Jax Dane. And uh, again, good match. uh, The champions retained, so Kratos and Stevens keep the titles. Serena Deeb versus Camille for the NWA Women's Championship. Serena Deeb finally unseated as the women's champion. Thoroughly entertained, though. Incredibly talented women involved there. And the right outcome, because uh, Serena Deeb was really kind of on loan to NWA from AEW. So... Odds are she's making her way back up there. Finally, at the main event with a really old school NWA finish in that Nick Aldis uh, winning by DQ over Trevor Murdoch and retaining his NWA World Championship. I think a lot of people are going to be turned off by that, um, but I'm not I didn't love it. But I got to say, I'm not familiar with the overall story, so it's possible um, that there's something to it I missed. There's 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 something to the storyline that I had missed that this would have played into better. Uh, but the match itself was fine. I do think, though, the last time I tried watching NWA a while back, um, Nick Aldis was still the champion. I'm wondering if that's run its course, maybe. But either way, it was a two-hour show. I was entertained from beginning to end, and uh, it was just nice to see uh, something with a different change of pace. So with uh that out of the way because people you know always want us to cover something different so there you go something different um let's talk about the wwe thunderdome robbery yeah there was a robbery at wwe apparently it's at the university and this is a report i'm reading from uh, prowrestling.net the University of South Florida Police Department issued a crime alert bolo on Saturday regarding a robbery at the Yingling Center, which houses the WWE Thunderdome. Um, the alert, I'm going to actually look at the alert. It says anyone who has information on the identity of this individual uh, is asked to call the USF, blah, blah, blah. They got pictures of this guy. He stole a bunch of stuff that belongs to WWE. Um, I, I find it astonishing that this man made it in, made his way in there. Um how how do you get inside a place like first of all I, I i couldn't just walk right now down to the scope or something and walk inside they, so
1: so this wasn't during a match this was, no, he, this was the just, in
0: yep there. this was just on a saturday my boy just decided he was going to walk out with some stuff from the WWE uh, Thunderdome and clearly uh they he didn't work for them or else i'm assuming WWE would have recognized the guy um you would think yeah. So how did he get inside? And he just, I mean, strolled in. I mean, if you look at the pictures, he's not in any kind of rush. He's just strolling out the door with all this stuff. And
1: that's the best way to do it. He went unnoticed
0: that you know what? And that's something we say all the time in the morning show, which is really not an ad. And we're not advocating for you doing illegal things. But if you're going to do something you shouldn't be doing, the key is look like you belong. Just no. look like you belong there. That's half the battle right there. People will not stop you if you look like you belong. You're looking off camera? Is Dave back.
1: Yes.
0: Is he glaring at you? <laughs> What is this? this Well, you know, Dave, you were busy. So I I figured Audrey would. You
1: You missed missed a little
0: bit. I figured Audrey could fill in. You were busy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dave's back, everybody. Dave. Dave. (laughs) You really only missed so far. uh, (laughs) I talked about the NWA show, which UN scene I had. um so I I did that right away I talked about that a little bit again it was two hours of action pretty good stuff uh very old school feel Dave you'll appreciate this um it's done as an old school like studio wrestling show um which I know is up your alley um but I'm gonna tell you right now you want to talk about an old school promo they have the Pope D'Angelo De Niro there um who wrestled in TNA he also wrestled in WWE I can't remember his name when he wrestled in WWE but um he was there who I was very glad to see because I always kind of wonder what happened with him. I was very big on him, but he cut a promo that just struck me as so old school, Where he was like, uh, you know, a lot of guys talk about how solid they are. Well, let me tell you something. Everybody's solid till you put some heat on them. <laughs> it was like, and it, like, it just struck me as such an old school promo. I thought it was so good. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, man, Dave would be eating this up right now. Um, it's elijah burke i love elijah Burke. elijah burke that's right yes that was his name and no, i really liked uh, yeah, it too i really liked it he was a yeah, guy I,
2: I don't think they had anything for but i, I love his personality and uh the ecw stuff and it was like yeah the stuff yeah, he did
0: he, the, stuff, so. the, the stuff he did in tna was was pretty was decent uh and his character the pope d'angelo de niro got over huge um but they just never they didn't really go all the way with him which i felt like was a mistake Um, But he is currently the TV champion over in NWA. And actually, he apparently – and I didn't know this. This is from learning as I'm watching the the program. Um, If you – he's defended it six times, right? Yeah. If he defends it a seventh time successfully, then he gets a shot at the 10 pounds of gold. And I I didn't know that. that. If you make it to seven – apparently, if you make it to seven defenses, you get a shot at the 10 pounds of gold. And I'm like, well, that's – okay, I'm into that. I kind of dig that. It kind of – it – it, it validates the title as being important, but at the same time that the top title is still that thing they're all striving for, Yeah, um, yeah. which I, which I kind of dig. Um, so in any event, uh, it also makes every championship match they have more important because in the sense that, you know, it's not just, a, oh, well, if I drop the title, I'll just win it back the next week. It's like, no, if I drop the title, I have to start all over with this counter. You know what I mean to try and get these, yeah. these this title match. So I thought that was cool. I talked about the Thunderdome robbery. Not a lot to say there, other than hey, some guy strolled in and stole stuff. Um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the University of South Florida police posted pictures of the guy and are asking for any help finding him. And I mean, he literally looks like he just strolled on in and strolled on out. Was yeah. it? <laughs> it was uh, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, it's it's I, I don't know how you do that, but hey.
2: <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know i don't say it maybe like an inside job i mean it was a speculation but maybe right. you know, maybe he's worked there maybe mm-hmm. you know maybe he's got keys
0: you think the that they would recognize the guy though like i should say if you worked for wwf if he worked for the venue and not wwf then it's very possible that they, they wouldn't know him yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, by the by the way just because i saw this question on the sides here uh jeffrey yes billy corgan does still own nwa he uh yeah okay paul see paul knew it was um yeah, it was it was interesting to 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 see. You no, know, no matter what. I mean, what's funny though is it's nice to see an owner who who buys something like this and then doesn't put themselves all over it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he's been great. You know, I was kind of worried, but you know, it's it's really weird to think like Billy Corgan's a wrestling fan.
0: Yeah, Billy Corgan <laughs> of the Smashing Pumpkins owns the NWA. <laughs> when you saw me that in
2: 1990. Well, I mean, the NWA kind of faded for a while in the early like once the all WCW. Mm-hmm. The separation went, but if you told me like all these years later, yeah, Billy Corgan's gonna own them.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't have believed you for a so, second.
2: But, but I'm glad he's doing it, and the fact that he's still a part of it. And it's really weird, by the way, to see that when he does like if he's on camera, like his involvement, of, like you know, just his normal you know non-Billy Corgan promo, uh, you know, voice and everything
0: else. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> um, it was, you know, it, it, it's it's it's. I'm glad he owns it. He seems to be passionate about wrestling, which I enjoy. Um, but just, it's always going to be weird to me. It's never, it's never not going to be strange. That's all I'm going to say. So, um, we should bring up real quick that, uh, we, I guess like before we get to, because we're going to talk about AEW double or nothing here in a little bit. Um, but before we get to that, let's mention real fast that AEW has a new member and that is, uh, uh, Andrade, Andrade El Idolo, uh, which is obviously Andrade, Cian almost that we're all familiar with from WWE. Um, I think it's a fantastic get for them. I think he's a good fit. That being said, I do not want to see him paired with Vicky Guerrero. He doesn't need it. He is one of the – he comes across as kind of effortlessly cool. Look. What? Are you really telling me he needs Vicky does, Guerrero? Does he need he a he cut his own promo. He cut his own promo. He was fine. He didn't need – how much does Orange Cassidy talk? But hey, but that dude's popular the <laughs> yeah the guy with the hands in the pockets like he, he's crazy over there right now he was just in the triple threat for the world title the uh he and, i mean he, he doesn't need a mouthpiece. pac barely speaks but people love him it's it, or pac excuse me i always say pac um he just doesn't need vicky and if you give him a mouthpiece that's fine but not vicky vicky distracts from who she's with vicky vicky to me is not i don't love her as a manager i just don't think she's great it worked out early on um but the longer it went on with her the less i loved her as the manager um i i kind of liked her with edge Wait. and that was about it.
2: Uh, it was it was great with Edge. I, I think that was probably like the biggest highlight of edge's career was so working I'm gonna, with
0: i'm gonna, I'm hosts, gonna disagree you know. with you heavily on that but either way the i still well, think it was a good it, thing
2: i it, it, it made him i mean i mean it, it made him more significant he has the other right stuff, uh, okay but I mean but you made him because she was such a heat magnet mm-hmm. that it just works so well you know you know I didn't like how it ended with the whole him cheating or whatever with uh, with the dead at the time Alicia Fox who we did you know the wedding coordinator but
0: uh, right well, there's other people that they can hook him up with if he wants to have a mouthpiece. Um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head I don't know isn't there somebody like um, Zelina Vega who's still on the market?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, which is really weird because there were socks at one time. Like, you know, people thought she was going to come back to WWE, but obviously that hasn't happened unless, yeah, uh, un- unless there's something we don't know there. That you know, yeah, which is obviously.
0: which is possible. But, but, but if she's so like, if she's on the are, market, then there's no reason not to pair her up with Andrade. They already have a pairing that works well. We saw it in NXT. They did crap with it on the main roster, but he, they, the in NXT they were a great pair. And I'd yeah. love to see them back together. Plus, I but, just want to see her back on TV somewhere. She was so good.
2: But you also have, you know, uh, Alistair Black, who's now looking for a home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you, are they going to show up together? I mean, you have these husband. It's That's so possible weird. too. That's possible. You know, it's so weird in wrestling nowadays that you have so many couples mm-hmm. that are like that work together. Obviously, Charlotte is Andrade's girlfriend. But uh, um, by the so way, I
0: I loved I loved when he debuted um, on on TV. And Charlotte shares the like thing and like is posting about <laughs> how proud she is of him and everything. She knows damn well that WWE isn't gonna do a thing to her about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, she, if she, she was is. anybody else on that roster, <laughs> she could not get away with that. But if she posted it because she can, and I say good for her, hype, you, hype your hype man up. I'm good I'm good with that. Um Yeah, she 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 knows what she can do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's no chance that she's gonna get in trouble for that. Um, yeah. How would you like to be the peon that Vince sends to say something to her? <laughs> the... <laughs> no, it's it's it, either way. I think Andrade is a good get for them. I just don't want him paired with Vicky. I think there's better mouthpieces you can put him with. Um, the does Go it move ahead. the needle? Does it move the needle, Sean? Andrade? Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if he can I mean, it, it, we're gonna. He's gonna have to get in the ring with people and start having hot matches you know what i mean that's that's what that, that with andrade he's not a big character so he's not going to pull a lot of ratings you know just typical ratings here in america but if yeah. he starts having hot matches then it's possible he becomes a ratings getter you know what i mean yeah. um so that'll be key um you talk about big characters that could move i mean you know that's that's somebody like the like like we i hate saying the guy's name but it's it's you know that's somebody like a cm punk if he showed up all of a sudden that would be a big, that, that's a, a character. People would go, whoa, wait a minute. You know, if, if something like that happens. I, I, I
2: think of the, of the recent cuts, I think um, if Strowman ends up there.
0: I think Strowman would be a big, like people would be like, hey, 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 wait a minute. But that being said, I don't think Strowman needs to go to AEW right now. I really, if I'm Strowman, I think I do a tour of Japan. They love big, like what do they what do they call them over there? Um, um, oh, I can't remember what they call the American wrestlers. Gaijins? is that what they call them? I, the I American wrestlers over there is that? I, I want to say that's what it is. Um, uh, I'm going to look it up right now because I want to make sure I'm getting it right. Um, you, watch me say well, it. Lights the completely wrong word or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what it is. It's Japanese word for a foreign uh, a foreign individual or non Japanese person. Okay. Uh, and so they they love big, strong Gaijin wrestlers over there. Well, and the um, fact
2: that he's very agile and he's very you know, I mean, he's a good wrestler,
0: right? Oh. But um, I feel like Braun would be better off at Impact Wrestling. Is Anybody better off at Impact Wrestling? I I don't know if that's true. No. Um, but either way, um, I'm just saying I I feel like he could do well in Japan, and I feel like it would help him adjust his style a little bit too. I've heard that before, but it's still a pretty accepted term. I listen to podcasts all the time where these guys talk about wrestling over there, and that's what they refer to themselves as, they, as when they're over there. So I don't know if it's if it's necessarily meant to be demeaning uh, or if people just take it that way. I'm not sure either way. But either way, they're they're big on American and, and out, outside wrestlers coming in, like the big, huge, powerful ones. Um, because it's just a – yeah, I mean, it's the same reason we freaked out over guys like Andre the Giant or something like that. You know, it's yeah. that, it's that, it's that well, big it's kind of, spectacle. So.
2: What did you loved over there in Japan? so an earthquake huh. and, uh, you know, shark, he
0: was loved in Japan. So.
2: Uh, yeah, I think that was famous match with, I think it was
0: Ted. Yes. Oh yeah. So either way. Um, but you right. speak about that. So let's dive right into that. Um, we, I brought it up a little bit on a, on a Facebook video last week because we had to say something, um, WWE shockingly announced the releases of Santana Garrett, Ruby Riot, Murphy, Lana, Alistair Black, and Braun Strowman. Um, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Um again, I'm gonna say Santana Garrett. Okay, I'm not this is not me trying to be mean to her at all. I I that release was not shocking because she wasn't doing a whole lot. Supposedly she was gonna debut on SmackDown soon, but she hadn't been on TV. She hadn't really been featured. It's not like that was any, anybody's going, <gasps> Santana Garrett, you know. You're breaking up a bit, Dave. <laughs> the um, as far as the other yeah, ones, I mean, you, but you, you, too, you, you lost Lana. You lost Ruby Riot. I saw a thing the other day where they talked about this. They said there are three women's tag teams left in WWE uh, at this point you know with the ro- with how many cuts they've oh. made to the roster um and th- on top of which the Smackdown's roster of women is down to 7 women it's it's i mean like, the what happened to taking the women's wrestling seriously i thought that was something we were focusing on and that that seems to be over already like it's it's it, it if you've watched it it's kind of like we hit um WrestleMania where we had the women main event and then ever since then it's kind of been like mm, a slow decline of how much we've cared about the women's division. And I'm going to agree with Jeffrey real quick. The Riot Squad five, never winning the belts. Yeah. The Riot Squad never winning the belts was an absolute atrocity. I'm going to, I agree with that 100%. Um, the fact that you couldn't find something to do with any of those ladies blows my mind because all three of them were talented. Ruby Riot, so talented. I can't believe you couldn't find something for her to do. Um, and make her I but let's get a little more like but further beyond that all right Lana Lana is Lana she was entertaining but she can go do other things she'll be okay she'll make money just from Instagram and she'll be fine um on top of that you've got Alistair Black Braun Strowman and Murphy Murphy probably one of the most shocking ones uh forever uh or forever simply because he was so, 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 so good, and I felt like they were just setting him up for something else. I was shocked by Murphy simply because he felt like a good utility guy they could use in a lot of roles. Sometimes they felt like they were going to do something with him. Sometimes they'd pull back, but it just seemed like they were about to do something else with him, with, um, with uh, Rollins, because they were kind of teasing that idea of maybe going back to him. Thought maybe there was going to be something there. Nope, gone. The the, the most shocking, obviously, would be Alistair Black and Braun Strowman. Aleister Black was just featured back. Uh, he was getting promo videos for the Dark Father, and he attacked Big E, ca- helped cost him uh, his, his IC title match. Um, and then on top of that, you had the fact that he just had this music made for him and everything, and he gets released out of nowhere. Like, I mean, just out of nowhere. And Braun Strowman was literally in the last pay-per-view um, in the world title match in a triple threat, yeah. in a good match, too. And you're like, what? Probably... Best match N- it she might wrestled. have been the, yeah, it might have been. Um, it we might know, have been the best ra- well. match he wrestled. The 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 one thing that really bothered me was that you've got Braun Strowman, and, and some people were saying he hit a ceiling in WWE. Done all he could do. Yada yada yada. He kind of reached the end of that. Okay, great. Then send him away for a little while. Bring him back, repackage him, and 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 kind of give him some new creative or something like that. Something new to stick his teeth into. Don't just go. Okay, well, bye. I mean. This was clearly, I mean, we talk about this. It was probably a roster-cutting move in the in the sense that they were trying to cut some, some money out of the budget and everything, um, which, of course, has people speculating the fact that maybe they're going to be up for sale uh, because Braun Strowman had just signed a new contract in 2019 for over a million a year, and that's big, big money. And maybe their thought process is we get rid of some of these guys we don't have plans for right now, and if they are going to sell that way, when they do sell, they can maximize the profits so this new company isn't buying all these, having to pay... They're they're basically not having to cut the difference with these, with these heavy offset contracts. So, you know, and a new company's not going to want to take on a bunch of crap like that. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened with WWE when they bought WCW from Time Warner. You had guys like Hogan and Sting and Goldberg who all wanted to sit at home and collect money rather than go back and work for less money for WWE. Um, so in the sense that maybe they can do this and maximize profits. But either way, it's still shocking, regardless of the reason they did it. I can Let think me of, ask you this question. Was- uh, I've seen reports. Okay.
2: Uh, do you think that um, like Braun became the obsolete big guy because um, I've seen this like in know knowledge culture, whatever places? Because you have almost you have uh, the guy that's with Ginger um, Mahal. You have um, uh, Aziz on SmackDown. You know, is is he now? We got these other big guys, so we need to feature them. So, because what else are we going to do with Braun right now? Because
0: we have nothing for him. Well, okay, great. So then put him on a hiatus for a little bit. And then bring him back when you need some when you need him for something. I, that doesn't mean get rid of the dude. It's not like oh well we have a couple of technical wrestlers so get rid of our really at least, get rid of our best current technical wrestler. You know what I mean? We, yeah, have couple, yeah. we have a couple of new high flyers. Ditch Rey Mysterio. You know it's like what?
2: <laughs> and it's frustrating because he is like the of the big guys. I mean he's at the top of the list right now of in that roster of of skill. I mean no offense to the other guys because we haven't seen him. Perform their full capabilities.
0: We haven't seen them do anything other than a couple yeah. of segments. I mean, the guys with uh, gender are are, from what I understand, green. Like yeah. They are not ready for main roster stuff. Um. And then you've got, uh, and that's not to knock them. Maybe they'll go in there and knock it out of the park and shock everybody. You know. Um. But I I think the idea that you're just gonna get rid of Braun before you know if these other prospects are gonna pan out is just naive um on top of the fact imagine if aew somehow ends up with all of the big monsters from wwe (laughs) they've got the big show they've got mark henry they've got braun Strowman. you know what i mean um now again i don't think braun i I don't think necessarily aew is the right move for braun especially not right away i i would if if it was me being him i think i'd want to tour japan i think he could be a big big deal in japan um he could be somebody to really deal with um uh, like with the, the bullet club stuff out there, he could maybe stand up to the whole bullet club. Jeffrey Braun, compared to the rest of the big dudes, could actually wrestle. LOL, besides Keith Lee, who we have no idea what's going on with him. Um, yeah. I, I, I gotta be honest with you, shocked Keith Lee wasn't released. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised his name wasn't on that list. Um, him and Mia Yim, who I mean, both I mean, Mia, jeez, uh, that poor the handling of her has been terrible in the main roster. Yeah, she got yeah. that dumb retribution gimmick, then she was pulled out of it, and she's just been off ever since. And it's like, okay, awesome, school. Uh, well, cool well guys. They, did
2: they have like a promo? She's supposed to debut, and then they...
0: Some, yeah, I don't know though. Yeah, I. But what, is she? I don't know. <laughs> At this point, I don't think anybody's safe. Do we can it, wake up tomorrow and the only person left on the Rust SmackDown roster is Roman? I, you know. Uh, you know,
2: I, I try not to complain. You know, because I know, like, we talk. It's like we don't want to make this like a plain session,
0: but it's just very frustrating to be a fan right now. Uh, I'm gonna it's, say this: it's really frustrating to be a WWE fan right now. Yeah, I think yeah. I think there are lots of reasons to be excited about a lot of the other companies out there. Um, Ring of Honor uh, just did some stuff that was really cool. NWA had this show that showed some good stuff they have there. Um, they signed Kylie Ray too, which is great because I think she is way too good to not be signed by somebody. Uh, Impact does have some good stuff if you go watch it and check it out. There's some really really good stuff in there. Um, yeah, there's some corny stuff too. It's Impact, but if you if you can get past that, you can find some really good things on there. Um, it, like by the way, if you didn't see Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega um you missed out on like one of the best matches of the year that's a match of the year candidate you need to go check it yeah. out if you didn't watch it um the, the aew has a lot of good stuff going on too uh that it's just there's wwe is making it really hard to be a wwe fan right now and you know what's funny is somebody talked about the sale thing and the sale you know the speculation has always been that it's either going to be to disney or to fox right and fox would be one thing They they have their own sports channel and whatnot i i think they might go a more, fu- a more sports heavy route with it, you know, which not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it, it could, it could work. Uh, Disney. It's so funny. Cause somebody was griping. They said, Oh, if Disney gets its hand, gets its hands on WWE. It's all over. It's more, war- it's, it's garbage. Right. And I was like, Oh yeah, because that, that didn't work out for like, you know, Marvel or, or star Wars or any of these other brands <laughs> that then became exponentially more, you know, what profitable um, I'm just, you know, Hey, i'm saying if they get sold to somebody will i be sad yes because i always thought it was going to be somehow connected to the mcmahon family um i thought triple h and stephanie might take over uh if that's if that's not what ends up happening i'm still going to try and be excited about whatever's coming next and look forward to hey we know they need to make some changes maybe a change in ownership would be it you know You, you never really know um this is a big question here.
2: How does Vince sell a company that he already uh, publicly traded because he is the majority shareholder?
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's so, if you're if you're the majority shareholder, you're controlling it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's that's a he, he could do it, and I mean I think it would have to be approved by the board, but it would be or something like that. Um, who's left a challenge for the women's tag title and women's tag title? Well, on the Raw roster, you still have a few women, but that roster has been so mismanaged for a long time. Um, the tag team titles uh, patrine, there are three women's tag teams left yeah like we're gonna debut these women's tag team belts and then we're gonna get rid of all the tag teams <laughs> I don't uh uh it's it's really frustrating by the way
2: it, uh, the Nikki Cross thing is, is just like I don't get it
0: I, yeah I, I it's glad-
2: so offensive to her
0: i'm gl- I'm glad that they're doing something with her. With yeah. that being said, the idea that she should be thrilled because she managed to last two minutes with, like you said, Rhea and Charlotte is ridiculous. Like yeah. she should she should be out there really contending because she's a great women's wrestler. There's no reason she should be like yeah. a two she's not one, two, three kid. No, you know, no. Vince great. Vince seems to love the one, two, three kid storyline. Because he oh, tries to do it over and over and over and over and over, and he tries to shoehorn it onto people it doesn't fit.
2: Yeah, Nick is a great wrestler, and, she, and and probably one of the best personalities that uh, are in the. Uh, without in the a
0: game. doubt, without a doubt.
2: Hey, I, I got uh, one more uh, news story uh, before we get to the other stuff. By the way, okay. Um, got... Do you, Do you watch the uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode? Uh,
0: I had no. I haven't watched. I I want to. I just haven't yet. I,
2: I well, there's a new one coming out now. There's gonna be a China dark side of the ring. That's, I did hear about that, so that's gonna be coming out uh, in about two weeks on the uh, 17th. Um, you know, I, I try not to watch a whole lot of these, I, I because I know I get sucked in, you know, because yeah. once you watch one, you want to watch them. I think the one I watched was like the Macho Man one, yeah, just to see. Um, but I want I won't watch the 0 1 or anything else, so I don't know if anybody else there's like me where like I'm hesitant to watch them, not that I don't think they're like, like badly produced or whatever else. It's so just more out of the respect
0: for. For me, uh, the downside Russia. is, is that with a lot of this stuff, we already know the negatives, you know, we already know all these horrible things that happened, but we know a lot of the really dark things that happened behind the scenes involving China. Um, we know a lot. I mean, a lot of this stuff. Um, so it, it seems. <sighs> I don't necessarily want to watch something that's negative. It's that's inherently negative about China. Yeah. You know, and her career. I would rather watch something that like a like a this sounds silly, but like in the style of a VH1 behind the music where you're going to hear about the negative things. But overall, this is going to be a celebration of this person and their career. You know what I mean? I, or, you know, I, I, I'd i prefer that to, hey, we're going to focus on the stuff that is really depressing, you know, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, for me, the dark side of the rings things as I've seen them come out have really seemed kind of du- like, again, dark, which funnily enough. And that's just, I don't know. That's not why. I,
2: yeah. It, I it's know. a downer. It's it's just, you're just it's a soapbox on a wrestler who's not there to defend themselves because they pass through some tragedy or whatever in their lives.
0: So. And they've got some people involved and you know, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's like anything else. Um, It's, it's, I don't know, man. It's hard to discuss. Uh, Jeffrey says they don't bury people on that show. Even Benoit. I mean, I'm not worried that they're going to bury them. I mean, the you know Benoit. It, it's it's just it's so much focus on what the awful crap that happened that it's just like, man, I don't want to watch something that's focused on that. I'd rather watch something that I mean, obviously has that that information in there, but I don't want to watch something that's centered yeah. on the awful stuff. Um, that just I don't know that that bums me out. I don't watch wrestling to be bummed out. I can be, I can be bummed out. It happens enough while I'm watching wrestling regularly. I don't need to know if I need to go out of my way to be bummed out. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, hey, you know what? If it comes out and you're interested in checking it out, by all means, let us know how it was. Um, and I may check out one or two of them here in the future to see what I think, but I don't know. I gotta be, I'd have to be in the right mental place to watch something like that. Jeffrey says it really wasn't focused on all the awful stuff though. I mean, it wasn't because it's called "Dark Side of the Ring." <laughs> that, would, that would, that's kind of like that's kind of like calling your show like "Tales from the Crypt," and then it's not really scary. There's nothing scary. But it's, you
1: know,
0: <laughs> you know, it's uh, but in any event, I like I said, maybe I'll check something out. We'll see what happens. Um, <clears throat> in any event. Uh, news we don't have graphics for. I don't think we have any news we don't have graphics no, for. I yeah, think bad, right. So I think now we just need to discuss AEW all or or double oh, or nothing, double or nothing. All right.
2: Well, we'll, we'll just roll quickly through the card.
0: Mm-hmm, we can do that. All, uh, right, all right. This is one of the few times I'm going to bring up a, a pre-show match, which yeah. because I because I enjoyed it, uh, Serena Deeb defeating Rio. Uh, I, I was I thought it was really really good. And I'm excited about the prospect of seeing Serena Deeb more because she just dropped the title at this NWA pay-per-view to Camille. So now she should be back in AEW for more regular appearances.
2: She is so underrated. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think, you know, and and I think, you know, because people associate her with the the whole CM Punk straight edge thing. um, But an underrated talent that just needs more. And and, I'm glad they had this match where people got a chance to see it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. um, Agreed. You know, and, and hopefully there's some bigger things down the road. And, and maybe, you know, I don't know if she's going to stick with AEW. I know she's an NWA person, but they do that, you know, as a great addition for the roster, if they can get her on that side.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, so the pay-per-view actually kicks off with Adam Page versus Brian Cage. Oh, oh, sorry. Which- you're okay. Which got confusing, by the way, um, page and cage and cage and page. Um, I, I swear there was a few times the announcers got those wrong, but Hey, I'm not going to criticize them. I've had to do it before and it gets very confusing sometimes, um, but a hot opener like the match, uh, the story they're still telling about. They've been doing a prolonged story about a division between Brian cage and the rest of team Taz. It's still going, which I like, uh, hasn't come to a head yet. And I appreciate that because I'm like, Oh good. Look at that. Some, longer storytelling rather than blowing it all up in a week um so i I do appreciate that but it was a good match i think the right guy went over adam page i i I, this 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 thing with him with the uh the dark order is i don't know it's almost humorous to me because like he's got this fan club that he almost doesn't want um but they're always there to have his back and i'm like hey you know what they're not doing much else with the dark order right now they're kind of um they're a little directionless without Brody Lee. Yeah. Um, and they clearly couldn't keep them as heels after his passing. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it because this is kind of endearing all of them to people, having them interact with page and, uh, Sting and Darby Allen as well now. Um, yeah. So now I gotta be honest, I would love to see Sting and Darby Allen actually team up with the dark order. I think that could be cool. Um, but I did see a tweet from, I think evil Uno who, cause somebody speculated the idea of page or, um, Sting becoming the new leader of the Dark Order, and he said that the Dark Order doesn't need uh, a leader. We already had the best one, and I'm like, ah, you know what? I can understand that logic, and after that tweet, it would be anybody who took over that role would be in a really bad place, so I kind of like the idea of just being this group that everybody works together after that point. Um, but again, yeah. good match. Good match. Hot opener. I liked it.
2: I, th- I think the right guy won, and the Brian could do his thing with uh, you know, Team Taz and let that go down. It tells a good story. So, I'm happy with that. I uh, yeah, the uh, tag team champ uh, match next for the AEW World Tag Team Champions right. Bucks defeating Matt Moxley and Kingston.
0: I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. All right? It was a hell of an entertaining match. I'm going to give all four guys a ton of credit. Um, it was a a hell of an entertaining match. Here's my problem. They just need to say that they have different tag team rules in AEW. Um, I try to let it slide sometimes and it's and the other thing, but it is getting to the point of being ridiculous. And if you watch dynamite this past week, you saw it again. It is just to the point where it is. It's insulting to our intelligence because it's like, you can't, you can't pretend there are rules as far as the tag uh, time, you know, as, you, know you, the, you tag the guy and you got to get out of the ring within five seconds or something like that. Because these guys spend 80% of the match all in the ring. Um, and you know what? If that's the way you want to do it, I'm fine with you. You know what I mean? If that's the way you want to do it, I'm fine with it.
2: I'm writing this down. It's uh, June 7th. Sean is complaining uh about the AEW tag match i think i've been complaining about since
0: last year i told you i've let them slide on some of them but it's getting more and more egregious as a result Uh, they're they're doing it it more and more and more and it's starting to make me angry um because again i'm willing to let it go sometimes on the level of the feud or like if it's a title match yada 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 (sighs) Uh, yeah the tag team rules do not exist and this match is a great example of that and again that being said i don't care if you want to establish that aew's tag team matches are different in that regard that you do not have that 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 necessarily you know is something like it's at the ref's discretion or anything anything to separate it from a separate uh a tag from what we're, we, we've seen as established american tag team wrestling um then do it i don't care but stop and, telling us that you have ba- like basically your tag matches are the same as wwe's when you're not even trying to follow that rule.
2: It's not even close. It's been frustrating me for a while with how those matches are done. Uh, the one with, um, I think it's Jericho when they were going for the tag titles. Yeah, it's just everything, and then you get outside interference, which is like, it's just so blatant. And it's just, I, yeah, it bothers me a lot because there's some good teams there, but there's just every match is like a tornado, Texas tornado tag match.
0: Right. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. Um, and you know what? Again, and I'm fine with that. By the way, if they if they want to make that their thing whatever you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't matter to me one way or the other you can come up with some establishment or make it a longer count or something like that or you know what i mean like the, give, give them a longer amount of time before they yeah. gotta get out of the ring or something along those lines but stop making it seem like it's the same as it's always been because it doesn't work it just doesn't work um give them 30 seconds give them 60 seconds give them i don't know Give whatever give them a different timer before they gotta get out of the ring you know <laughs> it's the only thing i can think of at this point yeah um Jeffrey asked how I feel about a trios title that they're supposedly bringing out. Um, You know what? I'm fine with it. They've got enough people on the roster to support something like that. And they've got enough squads that they could be trios. You know I mean? Heck that's, that is handmade for uh, a death triangle with uh, pack and, and Penta and Phoenix. I, that is handmade for them.
2: Well, all all these factions and everything you have, uh, I'm fine with that. I mean, we haven't had like a, I guess a six person, you know, tag team uh, championship. I think since like, I think NWA or maybe
0: WCCW had it back in the '80s. It's been a long time, right? The uh, but in, in any event, I, that's my small gripe. Again, the match if if you if you just look at it like AEW doesn't have that standard tag team rule, then it's a then it's a phenomenal match. It was so yeah. good, lots of drama, tons of action, um, and it, it was highly entertaining. I mean, it was terrific. I just, that one, that one thing is something AEW needs to adjust. And I really feel like the perception on them will change. Yeah. So.
2: The uh, Casino Battle Royale, Sean. The Casino Battle Royale. The Leo Rush as the Joker. It did. It did.
0: Which, by the way, um, and this is just me because he comes out at like, you know, and there's the last person in the match when it's darn near over. Um, I... I don't love that because he's supposed to be this big surprise and everything, and he's kind of out pretty quick. And you're like, okay. I mean, he got to make, he got to impress while he was in there. Yeah. He I was like, it was just like, I don't know. To me, it was like, I, it, it, that would have come off hotter to me if he'd come out earlier in the match and gotten to last longer and then get eliminated. Yeah. He didn't even eliminate anybody
2: either. So, yeah. It's just, you know,
0: he's now, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to see Leo Rush do stuff. But that being said, I, I, I didn't love that placement, but it was a cool surprise. Um, a jungle boy winning felt good. Yeah. Um, I
2: I didn't see that coming. He was not my pick. This is the first match I got wrong on the night.
0: (laughs) Genuinely thought Christian was going to win that when it was down to the two of them. Really? Yeah. Well, they've been teasing Christian and, and, um, um, help me. (laughs) Kenny Omega. Yeah. They've been, they've they've, they've been teasing the two of them for a while. So I thought that was a distinct possibility, uh, that he was going to end up winning that. Um, clearly that is not what happened. Uh, I like before that. I think I was picking Penta, but of course we didn't go that route either. No. Um, so in any event,
2: I, I I thought it was the guy that's in the um, uh, the group with, um, and he ended up not being in the Battle Royal. I think initially it was QT Marshall because they thought maybe this would lead to something with um, when we get to the Dustin match or the Cody match uh, with that faction and the Cody possibly with uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega possibly having you know that group versus that group kind of thing. But, but I mean, QT, and,
0: QT and, and Cody hate each other.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, well, I mean you know, QT, well, winning the, the well, because you teaming with Anthony, I'm saying, is like the, his faction, the factory, the factory yeah. teaming up against, uh, you know, uh, Kenny Omega and, and Cody and all those guys.
0: Yeah, well, Cody isn't really with them. And then again, you'd have heel against heel, which wouldn't really yeah work out too well. We don't need any more of that. Um, That's a good point. So I you know, it, it is what it is, but either way, um um I liked Jungle Boy winning. He looked good doing it. Uh, the Christian endorsement was cool as well. Uh, so that was and,
2: nice. It's gonna be a fun match. I mean he's been always been fun to watch, you know, for an undersized guy.
0: You no, know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it right here, right now he should not beat Kenny Omega. No, absolutely I'm, not. I'm going to say that right now. People are going to be mad. There's some some people who are going to be angry about that, but he should not beat Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega should beat him. He should show a lot of heart. He should come close. He should mm-hmm. damn near beat Kenny Omega, but he should not beat Kenny Omega. I
2: agree with you 100%
0: on that. So, yeah. Um, sorry, it's got surprised. There's somebody in my house. The- no. <laughs> Luckily, I know them. <laughs> no. So that's so Aud- is Audrey over there now? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told her I needed something. She ran it over from the station. What a, what a trooper she is! Gotcha. Um, in any event, no, uh, but yeah. So that was good. Uh, that, snore, 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 snore.
2: Yeah, this was frustrating, uh, and I thought the wrong guy won this match. Anthony, <laughs> the wrong guy,
0: absolutely won
2: that match because this was this the Battle Royal, the two matches I got wrong, um, and I was I was just
0: like. Like, well, no, but not, the second the second they said he was coming out as the American Dream on Memorial Day or whatever it was, or like day, the day before, it, yeah, I was like, okay, well, yeah, you know, know. The Memorial Day weekend. I was like, yeah, they, there's clearly no way Cody's losing this. The match was, no, nope, 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 nope. Um, and, and, and Anthony, uh, maybe he's not he's not there yet. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I thought Agogo did fine as far as his in-ring work. I thought it was good but it was just you had cody yet again beating somebody he had no business beating yeah because it does nothing for his opponent like this was a go-go's really first real coming out and he loses in about 10 minutes yeah you know and it's like uh, great wonderful okay awesome thanks cody I- i'm begging for them to just turn cody heel because he's doing it himself whether he likes it or not yeah, yeah. you know
2: yeah you're the uh the uh tnt championship um Miro uh, be- beating Lance Archer. Hey, yep. good for Miro. You know what? It's, it took a while, mm-hmm. but it's working, so it's much better.
0: I, I thought that the match itself was good too. It was two big hosses kind of going at each other, which which worked out. Um, you know, I Miro clearly. I mean the the uh, it, it's the snake bag thing was interesting. The the thing they did towards the end with uh, Roberts there. But, yeah. uh, look, I, I two big guys going at each other. I, I, I'm with Jeffrey. I wish they'd had a little more build, but they did a really good job. Um, I would like to see this match run back with more of a serious storyline between the two. Yeah, yeah that, that, that definitely need it that because
2: it kind of felt like they just kind of threw it in there, and I was like, wow. Well, yeah, like,
0: but you yeah. know what? But they made Miro look like a beast with that yeah. with the win. So and and with that. that's the main thing. Finally, finally, it. that happened. Because
2: it's, mm-hmm. it's been, you know, it's been shaky for a while. Okay, this was fun. Thank speaking
0: of, speaking of, finally, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Britt Baker finally had a fantastic match. That, uh, I mean, like while it wasn't always clean, it was good. It was it was a really strong match, and Britt Baker has become the role player that she needed to be in that division. Yep. She finally gets the belt. She'd have carried that division through a really rough time. I give her all the credit in the world. It is not her fault that there was no hype behind no. her because they did a terrible job of making it feel like her title run mattered. Um, I'm hoping that that changes now, uh, but Baker it, – it, I saw somebody say it the other day. I think it was Jason Powell from ProListing.net who said that it's Baker's time now.
2: Was this a better match than the um- – the hardcore, uh, you know, uh,
0: I think it's hard to con- say to compare the two again. It's hard to compare yeah, a hardcore yeah. match to a yeah. singles match. Um, if you ask me no, I'm going to say the hardcore match was better because that was a match of the year candidate. Um, but uh, it's, 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 the, but this was still a very good match.
2: Yeah. So. And, and congrats, sir. Long, I mean, not long overdue because we kind of like she seemed to be struggling and now she's like turned, turned mm-hmm. a foot, if you will. Um, not literally because she just had that issue last year. But um, <laughs> but just I'm glad that she's gotten to the status.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
2: so good for her. Uh, this match was a no brainer with the Darby Allen and Sting defeating the Men of the Year, Ethan Page and
0: I'm gonna the tell guy. you right now. Sting showed out in that match. Like he he did so much more than I expected him to do. Me that too. When he, when he ate that suplex on the ramp. I was like, I'm sitting here in my chair, going, "Oh, oh!" Ah, like I'm cringing for him, because you you know the history with his neck and whatnot, and you're yeah. like, "Oh Lord!" Like, is he gonna be okay, my boy? And I mean, granted, storyline, obviously, but he hopped right back up and got right back. I mean, he he was quick. He was in it. He looked focused. And Darby, you know what? And it was good too, because Darby, I thought, looked like resilient too, because I mean, he took a beating and kept coming back. And that's Darby's thing. Everybody will be like, oh, oh dude, yeah, Darby's. that's how Darby is. He's always taking a beating and coming back.
2: Well, that's what um, I kind of figured, you know, they're going to find a way to keep Sting out of the action for a while. So you're not, so he's not doing too much. No, but he be- was, but he, but he, but he did plenty. Yeah. So he did plenty. He, he did more than I thought he would. Cause my, my, initial pick was, you know, there'd be the beat down at the beginning. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's almost like the Mysterio situation where one of the Mysterios is going to get beat up for 10 minutes. The other one comes in. And then the other one magically recovers, and then they win the you know,
0: they win the match. I'm going to disagree with Jeffrey here. So this did no favors for a brand new Ethan Page and newly turned Scorpio Sky. The whole point of their characters at the moment is that they were overlooking Darby and Sting. Um, they're you're, they're feeding into their egos and whatnot that bit them in the ass, and now they're suckering Darby into finding somebody besides Sting to be his partner, planting that seed of doubt between the two of them that Darby is the the like holding up his own in that pairing. Um, what I think is we get another tag team match without Sting, and I think they win. And that starts to pay, That starts to do the story with Darby, where Darby starts feeling like he is the weak link. And then I think maybe that starts to cause some kind of rift between him and Sting. Yeah. Um. So I really do think there's a longer game here. The, the one match is not going to make or break Paige and Scorpio.
2: Yeah, Yeah. The, and yeah, they, they need to ride this out for a while. No need to rush this. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless, unless Sting has a, hey, you know, I want to be done by... Right,
0: whichever, yeah, yeah, but because I but mean, Sting's, Sting's whole purpose in AEW may just be to put over Darby Allen and then be done. Which yeah. you know what, I'm good with.
2: That's what he right wants now, to do. So. Yeah. So as long, as long as you're not dragging him down the street in a body bag or throwing them,
0: you know. Well, oh, David, <laughs> I hate to break <laughs> it to you, um, they've done all those things. <laughs> I know. Well,
2: they need to stop
0: that. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be willing to bet that most of those are Darby's idea. The, so. Um, but either way, uh the crowd was hot for it. They really they really were were real awake for that match. Yeah. Um and they, and, and they went wild for Sting, and they should have, yeah. by the way. Yeah, this was hot. The a triple uh three way match. I'm sorry,
2: three way match as they call it for the AEW World Championship, Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy and Pac.
0: hmm Uh You know what? Uh, I will be the first one to say that sometimes the Orange Cassidy character comes off as too nonchalant and whatnot was not a factor in this match. Yeah. Um, I I will say this. Anybody who griped about Roman Reigns doing the Superman punch, and that's me included, needs to swallow their words about only doing one move because I think Orange Cassidy, for the last like 10 minutes of this match, only did Superman punches. Now, that being said, clearly the match was hot. And I think that's Gosh. a big difference between Roman matches, some of the old Roman matches and uh the, the this situation is that I think the storytelling is better in this in these matches, uh as far as the use of that, which is why the crowd is still responding to it. Um but I will say if he keeps going with it, if he keeps overdoing the Superman punch, I do expect him to start getting some blowback.
2: Well, I, I think the problem is people just don't want to see Roman win. And then when you add the fact that they're already mad about that, and then you get the Of course, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, it gets old.
0: Well and it isn't an over it is overdoing it with the one move. And I, Orange Cassidy fell Orange Cassidy fell into the thing that I like to accuse Kenny Omega of where I'm like, Jesus Christ, enough V triggers, the knee. Enough awesome. of those already. He does like twelve in a match. Um and Orange Cassidy is like that with the Superman punch right now. Now, again, I think that can change. And it, it, again, if the story's doing going well and the performance is going well and the crowd is hot, it can work. And like you said, they were already against Roman in those situations. So that played into it as well. Yeah, but all yeah. three guys, all three guys busted their ass. Um mm-hmm. fantastic three-way match. Yeah. And the um, right guy won. And I never believed for a second he was going to drop the title. Um, but dude, I never believed for a second he was gonna drop the title, but there was more than one occasion where I was this close to buying it. Like I I, I was I was I was pretty much sold. I was like, oh, like I, was, I was for sure thinking he was about to lose the title. Yeah. So congratulations to them for completely swaying me in a couple of spots after I was convinced going in, there's no chance he's dropping the title. When you can do that, you've got good drama in the match.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what you like. Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Um, yep. You know, th- those kind of matches where, well, this Roman's going to win, but then it's so close where you're like, Oh man,
0: there's a chance. There's a chance.
2: There's yeah. A chance. You, yeah. You see, there's a chance. You're um, there's a chance. One match left in the show,
0: Sean. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean the... <clears throat> and now, for the main event of the evening. The Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, Santana, Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager versus the Pinnacle, MJF, Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, Wardlow, and Sean Spears. With Tully Blanchard. In a stadium stampede match. Um... I one problem with this match. Okay.
2: Was the fact that before this match happened, they announced it had the uh, Inner Circle lost that they would have to split up, and I felt like, well, that that's telling right there. Well,
0: see, I didn't think that that was telling necessarily because I thought that I thought the Inner Circle had pretty much accomplished everything the Inner Circle is going to be able to accomplish. So if they split up, it's really not a big deal because Sammy Guevara is going to break on his own at some point, go on a singles run. Santana and Ortiz need to really be taken seriously in the tag division. I could easily see that happening. Plus, Jericho's talked about going away to do a tour with Fozzie. Now the world's opening back up. So I was like, okay, I can see this. And then down the road, a year from now or something like that, they can reunite the inner circle uh for something. You know what I mean? The fans will go nuts. So I thought maybe that was the route we were gonna go. Um, now that being said, it's not the route we went. No. <laughs> I, I, I will say this: this I didn't I didn't really love the first stadium stampede it was entertaining in places but it was it was too goofy for me well a
2: lot well cuz they had i mean it was a new world like with the open stadium and you know no fans and you could do what you yeah, but you, you, want. But you also
0: had you also had matt hardy who was doing the over the top broken character um and you had the elite back then who were just being goofy like they weren't be, there was no seriousness to them they were just being goofy um play, so i was like eh, you know it, it was again it wasn't bad i just didn't love it yeah. Um, look, I, you know, and that's possibly retroactively. I can't remember the time if I loved it or not now, but I, I just watched it again recently and I'm thinking to myself, Meh. you know, it was, it was good. It just, it didn't blow me away. I liked this one more simply because it was a more serious fight feel. Um, and d- given what we have going on between these two factions, um, I, I needed them to have a more serious vibe. I didn't want it to be all goofy. Now that being said, was there fun stuff in there? Yes, there was absolutely fun well, stuff.
2: Yeah, you get the coach in there. You get to, uh, you know Urban Meyer. uh, yeah. that, You
0: know, no, no Tim Tebow, but uh, no, I dude, How do you not have Tebow in there? I was like, what? What? How do you miss a chance to put Tebow in there? Um, But I, I did enjoy it, and I, you know what? And I'm gonna give him credit too, because even though a large portion of this match was filmed and backstage, quote unquote, yeah, um, they still managed to keep the crowd together. You know what they, I mean?
2: they did, which is tough in those segments when you do get the backstage stuff because I kind of feel, you and, and I've been to shows, but I've been fortunate enough where, you know, there has been something you know, um, behind you know, behind backstage, if you will, mm-hmm. or you know, when they're on the floor and it's at the angle you can't see it, so you have to watch the, you know, the monitor. And you lose
0: it. Sometimes you lose the feel. You lose the intensity. Yeah. You know, yeah. Lot. But they did a really good job with this one, where it didn't feel that way. You didn't feel like you lost the the, the energy of it. Maybe that was also part of it. From the previous one, was that there was no fans at all. Um, there was yes, not. There true. was nothing. You know, you didn't have the live energy and whatnot. So maybe that was part of it. You know, maybe that's what, something that hurt the first one compared to this one for me. Yeah. Um, but I really, I, I enjoyed this one. I thought it was a. I thought it was a good, an entertaining brawl. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I enjoyed it. It was it was mm-hmm. fun. It's like it's it's hokey at times. But, you know, you can't take them seriously, and, you know, and, they're and they're like, the right team won, because even as yep. like Jeffrey says, you know, they never had a last moment, so I think... Well, yeah, see, I but think,
0: I think you can have a last stand moment without winning. I think you can do that inside the match and make that happen. And then, plus, at the end, you get that thing where you realize, oh, it's all over for the inner circle, and they're all standing up together, and they bow to the crowd, you know, they do with their little... Kind of their, yeah. their too sweet moment, you know what I mean? Their, 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 uh, their click moment, it's and then they go like, their separate ways. But... Yeah, but
2: I think when they when they break up or whatever it is, I think they're going to be infighting.
0: I don't think it's going to be... See, but I would prefer that not be the case, because infighting is so so frequently the cause of, it, of these things breaking up. I like it when you do something a little different. I would prefer them splitting up because they have to, not because of... Because for me, it's so much easier down the road when you decide you're going to team together again. Uh, for whatever reason, it's so much easier for me to believe that you want a team together again as opposed to when one of you has put the other guy through a plate glass window or something.
2: I, hey, it didn't work that well for the economics, right?
0: <laughs>
2: Lose, you break
0: up. And look at uh, yeah, what, I mean, what, I'm what, with
2: when they're sh- they showing up.
1: I,
0: <laughs> I, Dude, I don't know. Um, but overall, with the exception of the Anthony Agogo and Cody Rhodes match, I thought this was a top tier pay per view.
2: It, it was good. Uh, between to the older wrestlers, manage people, are wrestling. AEW, they are producers.
0: It depends on who you mean. Sting wrestled,
2: yeah, but I uh, Sting, but like, <laughs> but totally, Blanchard, Ar, Arn, Anderson's a producer.
0: Tully um, Blanchard but, manages the Pinnacle.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, Jake. I mean, they manage, but it's a lot of producing going on as well, and they're helping with the angles and the booking and everything,
0: kind of like Paul Heyman's role in mm-hmm.
2: WWE with the Roman Reigns thing, which is still the best thing in wrestling right now. Yeah, all agreed.
0: Hundred um, percent agreed.
2: I, I, it was a good show, Sean. my My biggest challenge was that it was like too predictable with the results. But it's always the story how you get there. So not it's always good. about the journey, you So know, or the destination is about the journey. So yeah, agreed. That made for it, um, you know. And, and I agree with you on, on the Cody match. Um, wrong guy won. Um, like I said, that was the only other than the battle royal match I got wrong in the night because I said because everything else just seemed to be oh this guy's going to win because it was. This is where the fuse were lining up are with like team Taz and everything with the Cajun page, um, you know, everything kind of made sense with who won, so it was fun yeah. though. I mean, if you have not go, go back and watch some of it and you know, don't mind the, the occasional hokiness of the Stampede match, it's entertaining what's supposed to be,
0: yeah, agreed. Um, if I had to score it, you know, out of 10, we try to stick to like you know, 0.5s and whole numbers, so I can't, uh, I probably would go 8.8, 8, but since I can't do that. I'm just going to round up and give it a nine. Wow. Ah, right. I'm going to round up and give it a nine. I thought it was a, a really, really good show. It was entertaining from start to finish. I'm not going to let that one match crap on the whole thing for me.
2: I, I, I'm going to get eight and a half. I mean, because the, there was some, you know, the tag match, you know, a little bit of the, everybody's in the ring at the same time thing.
0: Yeah. Um, and that uh, that aggravated me, but only briefly. Like, I didn't let it ruin the match for me. I was like, I, I just had to at some point just go, all right, this is not going to happen. And but, then just focus on the action. Yeah.
2: It's still an enjoyable day.
0: So. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So that is it for uh, this week's uh, uh, show of uh, Eatsley Podcast. Repeat with uh, me, Dave and Audrey. Um how the show this weekend? So, is it this weekend? Uh, is it ne-
2: no, it's next weekend. Good
0: lord, I hope it's next week. That- God, I hope <laughs> it's next weekend too. Is it? Is it? Oh no! 90- uh, June twentieth. All right, so we're all right. So not this weekend. So we get so, so this we- this coming show. Wait, so our next show, which will probably be next week, will be our preview episode. Yes. Yep. Okay, great. So there you go. Our preview episode will be next for Hell in a Cell, where we rush a bunch of matches into Hell in a Cell matches that don't need to be there. Um, so we'll talk about that next day. So that makes this the the, the Double or Nothing Review, Hell in a Cell Preview Preview. So, yeah. you know, featuring Audrey. It's so a hell of a name for, a, for the show. Yeah. Um, in any event, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, I hope you all had fun. We will be back with you next week. Uh, it's for, our, again, our Hell in a Cell match. Uh, preview so if you want to check that out make sure you follow us everywhere of course you can do that on facebook.com slash ESPR 99 on the twitter at ESPR 99 or you can always email us ESPR at FM 99.com you can also find us on all your major podcasting apps search ESPR wrestling subscribe give us a five-star rating and a review please if you haven't done so already we would greatly appreciate it because that helps us get in front of more people so seriously it's a big big help when you guys do that we appreciate it 106.9thefox.com and FM99.com right under the media tab. ESPR is the easiest way to find us all of the time, though. Our most recent episode will always be linked right there. So until next week, when we will be previewing Hell in a Cell, remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a great day, everybody. Get out.
1: Hi, Audrey. Doing. <laughs> <laughs> you later.